The Oklahoma City Thunder just won an NBA play-in game. They advanced to take on Minnesota, but how did they pull off a road win as the youngest team in the NBA? We'll talk about that all coming up on today's Locked On Thunder podcast. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your teams every day. I am your host, media member and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles. you can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOTHUNDERPOD. Email the show, LOTHUNDERPOD at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to discuss the Oklahoma City Thunder getting a massive, Massive win in the NBA play-in, winning on the road in the playoffs thanks to Lou Dort going off, Josh Giddy dropping 30, and SGA proving to be a star as the Thunder stick to their winning formula. So settle in. This is going to be a big, big show. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head over to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Motors Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This game against the Pelicans, I think, continues to show you just how special, yes, special, that this young team is going to be. Just how incredible that the Thunder are going to be now and in the future. The Thunder, no Chet Holmgren, no Kenny Hustle, no Poku, no Sar, no Butler. The Pelicans, no Zion, no Jose Alvarado, and no Larry Nance Jr. Obviously, big blows to them, especially not having Larry Nance in this one. EJ uh, Liddell also out as he nurses at ACL injury. So the Thunder have a starting lineup of Josh Giddy, SGA, Lou Dort, J-Dub, J-Will to match up with the Pelican starters of CJ, Herb Jones, Brandon Ingram, Trey Murphy, Jonas Valanciunas, the the Pelicans have so much more playoff experience, both from the coaching staff standpoint, from the player standpoint, and especially CJ on the team. And the Thunder were able to survive and advance. And now they find themselves just one game away from... Playoffs? That's it. They're one game away from the playoffs if they can win Friday in Minnesota. Folks, this is the youngest team in the NBA, the second youngest team ever, regardless of what you heard on that ESPN broadcast. This is the youngest team in the NBA and the second youngest team ever. And what they just did without their only top five pick on the roster, what they just did was they went on the road and they survived an absolute dogfight in New Orleans to knock off the Pelicans. They overcame adversity all year, including in this game. This game was never out of reach for either team. The biggest the lead ever got was OKC's 10-point lead. New Orleans once had a 9-point lead. There were 13 lead changes. 13 lead changes, 13 ties. And if you were going to paint the scenario of what you would imagine would be a, a Pelicans win, it would be Brennan Ingram, who went for 30 points on 52% shooting. It would be their two complementary pieces, Murphy and Herbert Jones going for 20 apiece. And it would be Jonas Valanciunas going for 16 and 18 
and dominating this game incredibly early. The Thunder were out-rebounded by 10 rebounds. However, this young team stayed composed. This young team continued to play through it, even though Valanchunas dominated this game early on. The Thunder forced 11 turnovers, and they kept their turnovers below 10. In the postseason, the Thunder, the youngest team who's never been in this position before, had seven turnovers. Compare that to what you saw in L.A., where each team had 20 turnovers. Compare that to what you saw in the regular season when these two teams matched up. Compare that to what you see the Pelicans defense do normally in creating havoc, getting out in transition, and creating turnovers. Despite the slow start in the paint, the Thunder won the points in the paint 58-52. to They won the second chance points 24-23, to despite what you saw in the first half. The Thunder won fast break points 13-10. to and the Thunder found a way to win this game while shooting 45, 29, and 87 compared to the uh, Pelicans 48, 32, 83. And everything happened that we thought would happen. And the Thunder just withstood the fight. The Thunder just came out alive. You saw the two guys not named CJ and BI go off. You saw both teams make incredible runs, just like OKC, one of that 17-7 run, one of that 12-2 run. The Pelicans had a 10-2 run. The Pelicans had an 11-3 run. The Pelicans tied it up. They even took the lead late in the fourth quarter. But the Thunder followed their formula to once again surprise us. Pelicans played great to start. Without Lou Dort, this game is lost in the first quarter. OKC missed some great looks in the first quarter but they kept playing. They didn't get bothered by it. They just kept putting on more steam and they finally broke through. That's when they went on that 17 to two run. That's when they went on that 12 to two run. And at half, it was a six point game going into halftime in a two possession game. You feel really good about OKC because what did they do in the third quarter? In the third quarter, they were incredible in the third quarter. They were at plus 15 and they closed it out late with their superstars. The youngest team in the league hit clutch free throws on the road in the postseason. The Thunder had four in double figures compared to New Orleans' five. They played SGA more than, you know, what, what you would expect. 41 minutes in this game. They got him back in there at the 10-minute mark in the first, and I mean the fourth, whenever uh, New Orleans went on a run to make it a four-point game. Jalen Williams, a rookie big man, stayed on the floor in the postseason for 32 minutes. We'll talk about why that's so important coming up. Lou Dort was incredible. Lou Dort was absolutely incredible, and you do not win this game without Lou Dort. If Lou Dort is 1% worse in the first quarter, this game gets ugly. And Josh Giddy, for all the talk about what would he look like in the playoffs, for all the talk about what he would look like as a score in a half-court look, he got you 31 points. This team answered every question. This team made history. This team continues to defy the odds. Young teams are not supposed to close out games, but this one does. Young teams are not supposed to be prepared to play in moments like this, to play in moments like when LeBron James breaks a scoring record, but this team is. This team not only has elite players like SGA, this team has an elite coaching staff. This team has everything that you need to make a run. This team has made 
a declaration of what they can be. Now, I told you on yesterday's show, it's okay to be irrational. It's okay to have feelings again. It's okay to let yourself be immersed in this season because this team deserves that. This team deserves to experience a postseason run in which we give them all they have because they've done that to us the entire season. But for if you if you enlighten me for a moment, if you go with me for a moment to the future, I know we want to stay in the moment, but if you go with me for a second, this team is only going to get better. They're only going to add talent. They're only going to develop their own players. And so if this is how they're going to play when the lights are the brightest, if this is how they're going to perform when it's time to go, then you have to feel incredibly excited about the announcement that they continue to make. And it might not end in anything uh, in particular this season. This season could end on Friday. But what they've done is announced themselves for the next 10 years. You have another decade run in Oklahoma City. You are the most spoiled fan base in all of sports, in the NBA at least, with this team. Because they're only going to get better. And everyone who played good today is going to get better and be put in a better scenario to do better in the future. But coming back to this moment, this young team has continued to do abnormal things for young for young rosters. They close out these games strong. They show up to these games. It's very easy to get overwhelmed, especially when you do not start well. The only person who started well in this game was Lou Dort. That's the only one. Shea struggled. Josh Giddy was selling for floaters. You, you saw Jay Will miss his first 50 million threes, but he stayed with his game. He trusted himself and then hit the biggest three of the game. This team is built different, and they don't have a single top five pick logging a single minute for them on the court. To go in on the road after the Pelicans close the second quarter strong and you're down six at the break, and then be a plus 15 in the third, and then relinquish that lead in the fourth quarter, and then come back and win a road postseason game. That's special stuff. That's an arrival. That is what you've been looking for from this team. And you have to tip your cap to Mark right here, because we're going to talk about all the individual performances coming up. This is going to be a long podcast, but an elite job by Mark. He used his timeouts well. He knew when to calm them down. He knew when to let them play through it. First quarter, what happened? They weren't playing great in terms of the scoreboard, but they were playing great in terms of the process, and that's what he's talked about all season long. This team was missing open threes. This team was missing shots in the lane that they usually hit. This team was not having the ball go in the basket, but that didn't mean that they were playing bad. They just had to keep... Here it is, running their race. Everything that this team tells you they're going to do and need to do, they do. That's the sign of a good team. An elite out-of-timeout play that led to an SGA open dunk that got blocked but still ran time off the floor and still eventually off the clock and eventually got Lou Dort to the line. And then after the first stoppage of the game, here it is, the first stoppage of the game. Go back and watch this game today. You deserve to watch this game again. The first stoppage of the game after Valanciunas has been killing the Thunder all night to that point. Did Mark panic? Did he say, screw it, we're going to go small and play all six, five guys and just hope we can outshoot them from beyond the arc? No, he stuck with his guys, but changed how they were playing. Went to that junk zone defense, went to something different. That is the mark of a great coach. I've told you all week, I think he's a great coach. I don't know what he can show us considering the roster limitations this year. He showed us yet again that he's a great coach and he showed it on the biggest stage. 
This team has everything that you need, and they stuck to their formula. They told you what the formula was all season long. They showed you that formula all season long, and they executed that formula all game long. I don't care what happens on Friday. You should be incredibly proud of the team that you have in Oklahoma City and incredibly excited for what's to come in the future. But the bottom line is, this is abnormal for such a young team. The bottom line is you have yet another run in you that will feature abnormalities like this, that will feature special performances like this. And the bottom line is not only has Sam Presti found a way to draft incredibly talented individuals, he's found a way to draft players who will play their best basketball when the lights are the brightest. They've been consistent in that. They've been tested in that beyond just this one game. So add that to the list of things that make you excited for next season and beyond because you once again saw this team play their best brand of basketball in a winner-go-home environment on the road. And be, besides Shea, this was the first ever playoff experience for the majority of these contributors. But beyond Shea and Sarch, who only played 10 minutes or whatever he played, 19, I think. I don't know. But still, we'll get to that later. Even Lou Dort, who had a 30-point playoff game, locked up James Harden in the, in the playoffs. That was in the bubble. That was not on the road. There was no travel. There was no hostile environment. There's none of that. And he still played incredible in this environment. It was awesome to watch. And I don't know what more you'd want to see. I don't know what you could possibly be upset about from this game. If you wanted to be the most negative person in the world today, what would you what would you bemoan about this game? Because even the offensive rebounds and even the the, the, the rebound stuff, they found a way to mess up and, and, and to and to overcome and to adjust to the best of their ability. They can't just pull a seven footer out of their rear end until October. So for now, this is the best you can do. And they executed at an incredibly high level. There is nothing but awesome things ahead for this team in this podcast and to talk about this game. And we're going to do it coming up with Lou Dort because Lou Dort deserves all of the flowers in this one. But first, I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at eBay Motors for a championship team. It's all about having the right players that fit perfectly. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part need to, needs to fit just right. So the next time that you need parts uh, and accessories, head on over right now to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part uh, fits your needs just right the first time around. That way you can uh, get back at it to your ride and uh, go over there to my garage and you can see which ones have the green check mark to know which part will for sure fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, uh, confidence is the name of the game, and you need to have confidence, and you will have confidence when shopping on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be backed in the game in no time as you start to fix up your vehicle. After all, it's as easy as bringing home a win with the right parts going out there for you. They're guaranteed. So go right now, get the right parts and the right fits and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. And every day, who listen every single day, we're going to need you to stay tuned because we have so much lined up for you that it's going to be a lot of fun 
moving forward. I cannot wait to see what all happens this season, this offseason. We stay daily, five days a week throughout the entire offseason as well. So it's going, to, it's going to be a ton of fun. Now, let's talk Lou Dort. Lou Dort was huge in this game. We mentioned it before, but if Lou Dort has anything go wrong in the first quarter, like if he is not perfect in the first quarter, then this game gets out of hand. This game uh, is likely not a win for Oklahoma City, which is is clear and obvious. Lou Dort hit four threes in this one. Four for eight from beyond the arc. We told you the formula all week long. One of Isaiah Joe and Lou Dort had to hit from three. You had to get people outside of Shea making the Pelicans pay, and it was Lou Dort, who not only did it from three-point land, four for eight from three, but went for 57% from the floor. Seven for eight from the line. Strong drives, including a dunk, an and one. Five rebounds, an assist, a block. Played really good defense on B.I., but he's unbothered by, by little guys. It's not, it's not a great matchup for Lou Dort. He can play as perfectly as he wants to play uh, and even maybe tap him on the elbow on the last three, and it just doesn't matter because B.I. is just so special as a scorer, but also has such a height advantage on him. I really am interested to see him on Anthony Edwards uh, coming up later this week. But what a moment for him. This guy has been killed all season long. He's been overanalyzed all season long. We've done it too. And to have a moment like this is very special for him. Whenever you consider he got hit in the face, he's battling that shoulder injury. He just has not had it this year on the offensive end. That's plain to see for everybody. But yet again, in the playoffs, Lou Dort was able to step up. The two and ones, one by a goal 10, uh, one via just him being too strong and scoring at the rim. Uh, he was great. Uh, had a had a three, had transition three chance and instead of taking it was patient got a flyby drive and one thanks to the Golden on that on that play had that dunk had a season high in this one Lou Dort was special from beyond the arc and and really kept you in this game on the offensive end while also playing extremely well on the defensive end all things considered so Lou Dort deserves a ton of credit and that's not to say that like anyone who who questioned Lou Dort's offensive ability was wrong. Like, no, that he, he didn't play well for an entire body of work in the offseason, I mean, in, in the regular season offensively. But he is able to step up, and this is why uh, whenever we were asked a couple weeks ago, is the contract bad? I said, no, the contract's not bad because he can do stuff like this, and especially when that TV media rights deal kicks in and the salary cap changes, it'll look even better. So uh, this is why you pay him. This is what you pay him to do. You pay him to not be afraid of the moment. You pay him to be willing to take these shots in a big game regardless of what's happened for 82. You pay him to be able to get hot. You pay him to be able to play defense and slow down an opposition. This is what you pay him to do, and he did it. And now he has a shot against Minnesota, who I think is a better matchup for him defensively. And transitioning from Lou Dort over to Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy cannot legally buy a drink yet. He nailed clutch free throws in the postseason. Got a put back on a Dort miss. He nailed three triples, and his season average against the Pelicans was 43%, 49.2% from three. He did just that again in this game alone, hitting three triples. What Josh Giddy did was answer everyone's question. All of his career has been has been people talking about, can he play in the playoffs? He's not particularly great defensively. Can he score? He can't shoot. Uh, he, he can't find a way to score offensively. How do you keep, keep him on the floor of the postseason? Here it is, folks. He just has that it factor. And I know, I know we don't like that. We don't like to hear that. We want to quantify everything. We want to have data points for everything. We want to, to 
tangibly look at something and see why it's working. But the bottom line is Josh Giddy has played grown men his entire life and has always stepped up when the lights get the brightest. And he did it again, scoring 31 points, nailing three triples. He hit that baseline jumper. He hit a three off a long miss and a reload. He attacked CJ strong multiple times. He had that fake handoff with Isaiah Joe and just turned the corner and, and, and beat uh, Valanciunas to the ring and got a layup there. Finished through Brandon Ingram. He got chippy with Richardson, which really kind of sparked this game back again, getting chippy uh, with Josh Richardson. Hit a floater over BI and and one through Jackson Hayes. This was a huge moment for him and he delivered. That little half hesitation spin move, semi, semi spin uh, that got him to the ring was huge as well. 31 points, 9 rebounds, 10 assists, a block, 6 for 7 at the free throw line, 3 for 7 from beyond the arc, 50% from the floor. He went 2 for 2 at the free throw line with 12 seconds left. Josh Giddy was awesome. Josh Giddy deserves a ton of praise for someone who has truly been overanalyzed. Like for Lou Dort, it was more fair because he's had a much bigger body of work. He's had a much uh, larger sample size and he actually wasn't playing well, but Josh Giddy throughout the majority of this season has been the scapegoat. Every time that something went wrong, especially in the October, November period, you can pull out all the receipts that you want to anytime that this team would lose, it would somehow be Josh Giddy's fault. And he's also been under the microscope of, like I said, can he score? Can he play in the postseason? And it's been unfair and we have not given him his due credit. I've tried to do it, on the pod, but we, but collectively the, we have not given him his true credit for the, for the jump and the leap that he's taken in year two. It's gotten overshadowed by other things, by the leap from SGA from good to great by, by J dub exceeding expectations. It's been overshadowed a bit, but the leap has been there and you saw it all come together for Josh Giddy in this one. So that's, that's awesome. That is awesome. But at the end of the day, the thunder did what they had to do by performing around Shea and Shea did what he had to do by proving he was a star. This is when you make your bread as a superstar. This is when you become a superstar. Listen to this stat line, okay? For those of you that just watched the game and waited for the podcast, I appreciate you. Did not look up any stats, didn't look up any of the box score. Think about what you thought of this game in the moment. Think about what you thought was happening for 48 minutes. And here's a stat line. 32 points. Five rebounds, three assists, three steals, a block, eight for eight at the free throw line, two for five from three. He shot 50% from the floor. Folks, in the first half, SGA undoubtedly was having an awful game by his standards, was, was playing his worst game of the season, and it was a huge testament to Herb Jones. He, by, by saying this, it's not just the first half. Even in the second half, Herb Jones was awesome. Herb Jones deserves a ton of credit. He is one of the few in the league that's ever disrupted SGA. He defends SGA as good as you possibly can. Here's why Shea's a superstar. Because as we acknowledge how good the Pelicans defense was on Shea yet again, for the fifth time this season, the Pelicans defense was incredible on Shea. As we acknowledge how good Herb Jones was, as we acknowledge in the first half SGA did not play well, as we acknowledge all of those things, at the end of the game, Shea shot 50% from the floor in the postseason and scored 32 points. That's a superstar. That's what he can do. 
He's not going to cool off. He's not going to revert back to anything. This is who he is. We not only have a season worth of sample size, we now have a postseason game worth of sample size. We not only have 83 games worth of sample size, you can go back to last year post-All-Star break. We have such a big sample size of Shea being a rare, efficient, high-volume scorer who can also play defense. It's uncanny. You can crown him right now as a superstar. If you've been holding out, if you've been waiting, if you've been thinking the other shoe was going to drop, it's not. Because on top of scoring 32 points, on top of collecting five rebounds, on top of getting three assists, three steals, and a block, he shut down Brandon Ingram in a pivotal moment in the fourth quarter. Blocked him, stripped him, went the other way in transition, dumped it off to J-Dub. And he collected eight free throws, without getting to the free throw line until the 719 mark in the third quarter. It felt like Shea was playing bad and you look up and he had 32 on 50% shooting. He had 17 points in the third quarter. He had eight points in the fourth. It could be easy to get frustrated. Listen to me here. It could be easy to get frustrated after the first half. It could be easy in the second half to press to try to do too much to be pissed off to want the ball in your hands to override what your team wants to do to override how your team plays and you just take it personally and play out of control it could be easy to let this fester of gosh this is the fifth game where herb jones is giving me trouble this is the fifth game where the new Orleans pelicans have held me under what i expect of myself but he didn't do that. He played under control while playing aggressive. He played under control while taking it personally. He played under control while being a superstar, while closing out this game. And that's what makes a special player. To, to look at this matchup, to feel like you've underperformed on your biggest stage, and to play like this in a winner-go-home game after that first half, that's what makes you great. He didn't... Feel the pressure of that first half. He didn't do anything different in the second half in the sense of call his own number too many times, in the sense of, uh, you know, wave off open guys. He trusted his teammates even as their shots weren't falling. He allowed himself to play within the flow of the offense even as he wanted to get going. And at the end of the day, that model works better than the alternative because it still got Shea 32 points, it still got the Thunder the win, and it still saw Shea shoot an efficient number. Shea is a superstar. 17 in the third, 8 in the fourth. The transition three, the step back three were unreal. He had some phenomenal rim finishes. In this entire game, Shea made five shots away from the semicircle. Five. Five shots that were not inside the restricted area in this contest. One of the beautiful shots that he hit was that spin off of CJ and then go over Valanciunas. That was crazy the follow-away mid-range through the lane, and with 30 seconds left, 30 seconds left, down by one, SGA takes the ball down the floor, full head of steam, stops on a dime, falls away backwards on a fadeaway baseline shot, and nails it over, guess who, Herb Jones. That is a special shot. That is a big shot. That's arguably the biggest shot of his career. To do it over Herb Jones, to get your team to the next level. And look, this is not unprecedented. What was unprecedented was being the first ever team in the West to beat a 10. But what's not unprecedented is being in the 9-10 game and going to the first round. That's happened before. 
Teams can get hot, win two in a row. The Pelicans did it last season. So who cares what number you started with besides your name? You can win two in a row just like New Orleans did last year. And what did they do when they got in? They gave the Suns absolute hell. So Shea will get another chance to relish in this moment that he thrives in, that he lives for, that you can tell he truly, truly wants because he's told you as such. And to get more postseason basketball from Shea is a great thing. It's an absolute great thing. Coming up, let's talk Jay Will, Jay Dub, Sarich, Wiggins, Joe, and what's to come for the everyday listeners of Lockdown Thunder. Make it your first listen every day. Subscribe across every podcasting platform, including on YouTube. We'll talk about all that fun stuff coming up. But first, I want to say right now, we're good friends over at FanDuel, folks. FanDuel's incredible because I told you yesterday, I love the Thunder plus five and a half. I hope you listened to me yesterday when I said that. FanDuel.com slash Lockdown. Sign up today to get started. If you are a first-time user, that's even better because you place your first bet and you get a sweet, sweet deal. It's a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. If you use the the, the promo code LOCKEDON, if you go to FanDuel.com slash LOCKEDON, check it out today. You can even parlay these things to get even more money for yourself uh, if you win. FanDuel is the official partner of Major League Baseball and of the NBA. And let's check out the early line. OKC in Minnesota, the Thunder, Four-and-a-half-point dogs in Minnesota on Friday night. You might want to hop in on that early if you're feeling good, if you're riding the high of uh, this win over the Pelicans. So check it out today, fanroad.com slash lockdown. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We are here for you, talking Thunder basketball. Folks, you can even text the show, 405 405- Nine six three three six eight six on there. We'll be doing that on subtext with uh, ask me anythings with behind the scene content with uh, a, a quick reply to any question that you may have. Uh, everything that you want is on subtext. Go over there four zero five nine six three three six eight six. Text Thunder up to get started uh, with your free trial as well over there at subtext. Now, Jalen Williams out of Arkansas deserves a ton of credit. Eight points. A huge three in the fourth quarter. He kept shooting after starting 0 for 7. He kept shooting because he was open. And he's a 40% three-point shooter. You like those odds. You like that he keeps shooting. You like that he stayed aggressive. You like that he was able to um, have a short memory. Strong drive after a flyby. The hook shot through the lane. Eight rebounds, eight assists, a steal. 32 minutes in this game. He fought, man. He had some strong box outs. He had a near triple-double. He had the great pocket pass from SGA as he slipped out of the pick and roll and then passed out from the nail to Dort for three, which was an incredible play for, for Jay will But here's why it's such a big deal that Jay will stayed on the floor as a rookie big. It's hard to. It's easy to get played at the floor in the postseason as you hunt mismatches in the pick and roll, as you try to get advantages in the postseason. And to stay on the floor is a big deal. There are some all-star veteran big mans that cannot stay on the floor in the postseason. Not going to name any names yet. We'll do that tomorrow. And Jay Will did it. And why that's so important is, one, you know he had a bigger impact than his box score shows, which, was, which his box score shows a near, a near triple-double, eight points, eight assists, eight rebounds. But because, let's be honest with ourselves, folks, as much as we love Jay Will, and I love Jay Will, he's a joy to cover. I think he's a great player. 
uh, you know, and a good rotational big. He's been awesome to us in the media. He's been awesome on the floor. He's been awesome all the way around. But let's be real with ourselves. Whenever this team is built out, the the goal is not to have Jay will play 32 minutes in the playoffs. You're going to have Chet Holmgren. And I say that lovingly because it puts Jay will in an even bigger position to succeed. Because if you move the goalpost from I need 32 minutes of really good basketball from Jay will for this team to win to I need 20 minutes or I need 15 minutes or I need 12 minutes, then he gives you that strong punch and changes a series. He gives you that strong punch and helps you win a game. He gives you more than what you need. So to stay in the stay in the game in this one was big, especially in this matchup. Sarge, amazing block, good 10 minutes of action, four points, three rebounds a block, uh, the worst turnover of the game, though, for a team that is the youngest team in the NBA. Guess who made the biggest mistake of the game? The oldest player on this team. That, again, points to how good this team is. So, if you want to be on the negative side and say, well, they're not going to get 30 points from Giddy again. They're not going to get four threes from Lou Dort again. Here's what's so optimistic about Friday. Jalen Williams played really well down the stretch, four points in the fourth quarter, two rebounds in the fourth, 11 points overall. He shot 14 times and uh, did not shoot efficiently. Two, assist, uh, you know, two steals and a block, two assists as well, four rebounds in 39 minutes. J-Dub's going to play better Friday. I would guarantee that J-Dub plays a lot better on Friday as a scorer. So that makes up for some of the drop-off or aggression that you expect. Aaron Wiggins has to play more than 13 minutes against Minnesota. In those 13 minutes, he had seven points, a steal, a rebound, two for two inside the arc, uh, three free throws. Isaiah Joe did not hit a three, went one for five in 19 minutes. However, he stayed on the floor defensively and competed as we forecasted on this very podcast. So those are all names that, that are going to play better than they played today, even if you get a little regression from the other players who we praised in this podcast. The MVP of this game is Lou Dort, but Josh Giddy and SGA deserve a huge, huge round of applause as well. So every day or so you can expect a preview of the Wolves game with our good friends over at Lockdown Wolves. You can expect a recap of this Wolves game. And then from there, what's it going to be, folks? Is it going to be a Denver playoff preview? Is it going to be exit interviews recap? What's it going to be after that? Decide right now in the comments. But either way, I want to thank you for listening to this show. I want to thank you for supporting the show. I want to thank everyone who's ever came up to me at the games and and said how much they love the show. I want to thank every DM I've gotten, every comment I've gotten saying that they love the show. And even if you just hate the show but listen to it because it's Thunder content, I appreciate you as well. But I try really hard on the show. Uh, I I hope that you can sense the passion uh, in the show as well. And I hope that we continue to get better just as uh, this young team will continue to get better. And this young team has been awesome to cover. They've been great people, which makes it easy to cover them, easy to root for them as well, for those of you watching at home. And so this is a team you can truly be proud of on and off the floor. Uh, uh, there was a, a clip that went viral of, of SGA after the game, dapping up Trey Mann and said, what'd you say at the eight-minute mark? And so I tweeted out, hey, I want to I know what Trey said at the eight-minute eight mark of this game. And Trey commented back that he said it was over for the Timber, for the uh, uh, Pelicans. And, and it was. He called his shot like Babe Ruth, and it was over for the Timberwolves. So credit to Trey Mann for that as well. But this has been awesome. This has been a great ride. But why in now? You might as well go get that other win. You might as well go do it. You've continued to defy the odds to this point. How many comments did you see saying, 
throughout the year, oh, there's no point to go to the play and they just get beat there. How many comments did you see Sunday? Why are you so excited? They're just going to lose on Wednesday. They've continued to defy expectations of the majority of people and prove the minority of people right. So why not go do it again on Friday against Minnesota? Why I like this matchup against Minnesota is because I believe that this Thunder team has the best player on the floor, is the best coach team and most prepared team, and that they will get enough from their complimentary pieces. It's the same formula I said Wednesday, Tuesday, and Monday, and Sunday, I'll say it again today, against Minnesota. And by the way, this team deserves your support in whatever way that ends up being. If that ends up being going to the airport, win, lose, or draw, that should be uh, the way that you treat it. You should go to the airport when this team gets back, uh, no matter uh, if they're back uh, after a loss in Minnesota or after a win uh, or, or after a couple games in Denver, depending on you know whatever they do in Denver, because they're just going to go straight to Denver after this game if they do win. Here's the thing, though. If they're able to beat Minnesota, that first playoff game back in the Paycom Center since Russell Westbrook was in uniform is going to be Friday, April 21st. And if the Thunder are so fortunate to get to that point, you better have that place rocking. You better have that place rolling. I cannot wait. I really, really hope that this team gets there because they deserve that feeling. They deserve to see what this special fan base can be. You saw it on social media, how much more uh, special this team uh, and fan base was and more electric it was than it's been in quite some time. And I hope that that keeps rolling and it should keep rolling. So hopefully the season continues. We're going to have so much stuff for you over here at Lockdown Thunder. Also over there on Thunder's Intentions. Also, follow me on Twitter, please, I beg of you, uh, at Ryland underscore Styles. And if you don't have any of that, that's fine, because you can text me now, 405-963-3686 on subtext. Uh, so make sure you check that out as well. And hopefully, after we preview the pod, uh, play, uh, play-in game tomorrow and recap it on Saturday, we'll be previewing another pod on Sunday because the Thunder might be in the playoffs. Let's go do it. Until next time, be good and be good to one another.